What up, everybody? This is Jay Celine. This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And once again, it's the Green Eye Bandit, Giovanni. Hola. And Melissa Ford is still not here. She is still recovering, and we send her our well wishes. Love you so much, Melly Mel. Okay, so um, there's just so much going on in the world. First of all, before we get deep into the bullshit, for those of you listening to the sound of our voice, please go and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Spotify, check us out and download a subscriber, whatever you got to do on iTunes and Google Play. Did I say that already? Yes. Okay, well, do it again. <laughs> um, and share and tell your friends. We're almost at 100,000 on YouTube, and all of these things help us pay the bills. So yes. the more you subscribe, the more you share, the more you help our show grow. Yes, thank you so much. You may be realizing at this point we are now up to four shows a week, so we are delivering you more shows, talking to more people. There's so many people out there to talk to, and the show is growing so fast and we want to make a lot more money so we added more shows yes please thank you we love you <laughs> <laughs> one more time do we love them i love you we love you oh special shout out to um i got stopped the other day uh, these two beautiful girls i was in there doing my thing and i was leaving one said Psst, hey you giovanni i said yeah what's up oh my god i love you on hollywood a lot can i <laughs> I was like, yeah, what's up? We talk about a good 20 minutes about your ass, about the show. So I want to say happy uh, shout out to uh, Mecca and Jasmine. Thank you, Mecca and Jasmine. I want to tell you a story about how this show helped me and fucked me at the same time. (laughs) So on the last show, I told a story about how I went to Delaware to go support a friend of mine uh, who was doing an event called Trap Stock. Shout out to Patience. So I I had to fly to Philly from Miami. I have never, you know, the way I, let me tell you how I book my flights. I am not the nigga that needs to be in first class all the time. I was in first class this morning from New York only because I got a deal. But I'm the type of person, I go online and I find the cheapest ticket. I'm just cool with that. I'm cool mm. sitting in seat 28. I'm cool sitting in seat 32. I'm cool sitting in seat two. I'm serious. I'll sit wherever on the plane as long as I can get from where I need to go to where I got, from where I am to where I got to go. Even if you got to sit in the middle? I had, I sit in middle seats. But the funny part is when I sit in the middle seats between two people who know who I am, because I'd be like this. <laughs> don't you pull out that phone and take no picture me. <laughs> While you sleep. I'll take a picture with you, but, oh, I don't sleep on plane. I slept today because I was laying down. I was, I was with white people today in first class. I felt special. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So I had to take a flight from Miami to Philly. I go to the airport. It's fairly, it's like 1120 or whatever that my flight leaves. And I walk to my gate. First, before I even get to the gate, I take Frontier Airlines. Have you ever heard of Frontier Airlines? Yes, they are horrible. Really? Yes. Had the best experience and the worst experience at the same time. Mm -hmm. The worst experience started when I got to the counter and all the agents were black and all of them recognized me. Wait, not Frontier. I'm thinking about Spirit. Continue. Frontier's not bad. Spirit is the thing that you're going to die on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Spirit was the airline that I got on and the first three rows had yellow tape around them. (laughs) And I was like, why is this plane operable? (laughs) Yeah. that's what I I don't fly them anymore. Okay. But I do put niggas on them. (laughs) Go ahead. Sad sad little secret. (laughs) Anyway, so I get to the front desk at Frontier. All black girls at the front desk. And I'm like, okay. I know they know me. Not trying to be cocky, but like, I know they know me. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't going to lie. When I see my people, I get a little nervous because I know they know me. And if they're serving my food, I don't know if they like me or don't like me. It's just I get uncomfortable, right? Okay. So I get to the front desk and I go, hi, I'd like to check in. She goes, oh, my God, I love you. I said, thank you so much. I love you, too. She's talking to me about the shows or whatever. She's like, oh, they have you in seat 28. I'm going to move you to seat two. I'm going to move you to first class. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so nice. She doesn't charge me or anything. What? She charges me $10. What? She moves me to first class. That was the good part first. Here's where it gets bad. I go to the gate. As I'm walking up to the gate, on the, this is a flight to Philadelphia from Miami. Every single person at the, at the gate is black. So I'm like, oh, my God, I know they know. And this, she better put me in a good seat because these people are going to let me have it if I'm on seat 92. So the people start coming over, taking pictures or whatever, and kids and you know older ladies are taking pictures of me for their daughters because their daughters might know me even then they don't know me, but they only taking pictures because everybody else is taking pictures. So now there's like, all <laughs> like, these pictures taken. Like, who is this dude? And I'm hungover because I was with Trey and them at the club. So I get on the flight. I'm in C2A. So all my people, they showed me so much love. Shout out to everybody on that flight from Philly and the girls at Frontier. Y'all were amazing. Everybody made me, they made me feel special. I ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. So I get on the flight. I'm hungover and I'm tired. So I put on my headphones. I put on my sunglasses and I lean back and all I hear is, hey, hello, hello. And I'm like, who the fuck is yelling? Who getting yelled at on this plane? Like, because, you know, I'm minding my business. I'm asleep. I'm already on my way to Delaware. I open my eyes and there's a Mexican lady standing in front of me like, sir, I need your I need your ticket. What you need my ticket for? So I, I politely hand her my ticket and she goes, I need to see your ID. 
So I give her my ID, and she goes, and there's a white man standing by her, and she goes, you're in his seat. I said, ma'am, I know for a fact everybody behind me is black. <laughs> you know how our people cut up. <laughs> Tamar Braxton had just had an incident on the airline the day before. I was like, ma'am, ready. ma'am, I'm not getting out this seat. I'm whispering it. I'm not getting out this seat. So you may want to go figure your issue out <laughs> outside the plane. Thank God for those two stewardesses or, 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 or um, flight attendants. Thank God for them. They recognized me. So the lady was like, baby, stay in your seat. Don't even worry. We got you. She, they pulled her aside. She goes off. She comes back. Me and the man have the same name. The lady at the front. Jason put, Lee was his name? Yes. The lady, how ironic is this? The lady booked us both under the same reservation in the same seat. Oh, man. So they went and kicked somebody out from the back, <laughs> moved the guy from the front row to the back who was an employee, moved him in the front row, and I stayed in my seat. But I thought I was going to get kicked off the flight. No, you don't want no Jason Mitchell situation. What? Jason Mitchell, the guy who played Easy in straight out of Compton, how he fucking went off on, I think, United. Oh, I was prepared to pull out my camera and act a goddamn <laughs> fool. I was going to act a whole plump fool on the air because, because my people was going to expect me to act a fool because mm-hmm. they wasn't going to bow-bow challenge my ass. You don't want to get, uh, what's it, air band, air band what is it? Black. I don't know nothing about that, but I know I was going to When you can't fly, plane. no fly zone guy. You don't oh, be that guy. that plane was going to be a no fly zone because that plane was going to stay on the ground. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to cut up, but thank God. Thank you for those two. I, you know, I almost took a picture with him or a video <laughs> to go on Hollywood Unlocked and say, flight attendants, flight attendants have the hardest. And I was in first class. I had to get off because there was other people in the back. Oh. But I said, flight attendants have a hard job. Like, their job is to make sure we don't go down. I mean, if we do That's don't, the pilot's job. Well, their job is if we go down to make sure we're safe as we could be. The flight attendants help to make us safe while we're on. They don't. They tell us instructions on how to get out the plane. They tell us on how to stay safe and buckle up and how to do all of that. They have a hard job. That's like somebody making sure and giving all this type of love to a goat right before they get their fucking head chopped off to get slaughtered. That's what you're saying. No, I don't know what you just, what farm what type I'm shit say- you're talking <laughs> what about. What I'm saying is you said their job is to make us feel safe. Their if we job go down is to make sure down. that we stay safe in the event of an emergency. That's what their job is. They ain't just there to serve cocktails. You do realize that, right? They're training CPR. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like they have hard enough jobs as it is. So when I see them like un, like, like being attacked online for like, because Tamar Braxton, I don't know Tamar Braxton, but Tamar, I can tell what happened. Tamar was talking shit to the flight attendant. The flight attendant was over it. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't have her wig on, so she didn't know who she was. The lady went and told the captain. The captain said, what bitch is saying what? He came out, read her for filth, and then she went and tried to use the whole race card. This is what I think, allegedly, to create a conversation that's not fair. But anyway, I didn't take a picture with those ladies, but shout out to them because they kept me on the flight and I got to uh, Philadelphia with no problems. And I'm glad. And you made it back to L.A. with no problems. Yes, but back to Delaware. There's some <laughs> beautiful black people in Delaware. I mean. When you say that, you mean niggas. Be, no, beautiful women. Beautiful. I mean, our people out there are so beautiful. I didn't even know there was that much crime out there before. And I heard, you know, that there's a lot of violence. There's nothing to nothing. Um, there's nothing really to do for people. And, you know, the problem that I saw that was out there that was crazy is, you know, you really don't understand race in L.A. as much as race is real outside of L.A. Wow. Like Gary, Indiana, you know, it's real. It's real. Stockton, California, you know, it's real. Flyover states is real. Delaware. Do you know that the government was trying to shut down this day party? They had got every single license possible to have this event. But the, the people showed up to still prevent them from selling alcohol and making money. Wow. Did it get shut down? Was it success? They tried to shut it down, but Patience was so creative that she did everything she needed to do in order to keep it open, and she did, and they did it with no no problems. I no, love No Patience. fightings, no shootings, no nothing. Everybody looked great. Everybody was dressed. They had fish. They had just everything was just perfect. What'd it was you amazing. Eat? I had fish. I had catfish. And it was good catfish, too. I don't know whoever that, whoever cooked it was really good. Damn. Uh, yeah, I didn't pay for Somebody else paid for it, but whatever. All right, so there's a rapper named Young, uh, Young I'm sorry, Project, Project Youngin. Youngin. Have you ever seen Project Youngin? Uh, let me tell you one goddamn thing, Jack. <laughs> that, first, that video was the first time I even knew he was live existed. Okay, why well, had slid in his DMs before? Project Youngin is a rapper who's really, really, really good looking, so it really hurts my soul to say what I'm about to say because I had DM'd him before about featuring him in Hollywood Unlock, not because he was cute. I first looked at him because he was cute, but then I heard his music, and I started to really follow his music, and I thought he was dope, and I wanted to feature him on Hollywood Unlocked. So when I 
DM'd him. I DM'd him to get permission to use his music because if we use music without permission, our account gets flagged or whatever. Mm-hmm. He never responded. Well, he probably didn't respond because he was plotting the fake death that went viral or the fake shooting that went viral on Instagram. Did you see that video? Yes, he was in probably acting class. That's why he probably didn't reply back. So what do you think about it? You know what? When I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck? And then, you know, I like to go through our comments. And then I started seeing somebody, a lot of people saying publicity stuff. So now that it's been proven and it's 100% fake, it's fucked up, man. We just lost X. Yeah. It was one of those things where, like, honestly, I didn't even know it was a stunt until this afternoon when fans started DMing me saying, are you going to give updates on this shooting? And I went to his page and saw that he was promoting a video of him getting shot. And I just feel like, come on, it bro. Looked, I'm not going to lie. It looked authentic. It looked real. It did. But but is this is this a case of clout chasing? Yes. We're in a new generation of people want to do not want to do the work and just want to get a quick buzz or quick you know, million likes or something just for just for the, the fuck of it. But, you know, we're losing people every day to gun violence. We're losing rappers. We lost two rappers in one day with X and the guy from Philly. And then for him to fake this just for whatever he's doing to promote something, it's, it's stupid. And I don't respect it. Yeah, I agree. And so, you know, as, as attractive as I thought he was, he's lame. That That's <laughs> fucking lame. And, you know, it's a lot of lame niggas out here that look like they, they some. They look some or whatever. And that's why I keep trying to tell people everything that glitters ain't gold. Do you want the byline of your whole career to be the nigga that faked his death on Instagram for fame? Like, if you know, he did post a creative caption saying, you know, um, love me while I'm here. Don't give me all the fake love when you thought I was gone. Now, mm. I think maybe that would have been cool if this was an experiment that didn't have anything to do with promoting a song or something. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, maybe if it had been a music video, like a music video, then I think that's the only exception. Yeah. But it was perceived as it was real. Yeah. You know, and um, X, his latest video for Sad, which is crazy and ironic to me, the video is him going to his own funeral. Um, Tupac, I ain't mad at you. <sighs> Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So when people start even portraying stuff like this, God forbid, knock on wood, that he doesn't get shot one yeah. day. Well, Project Youngin, um, you're going to stay in the projects because you <laughs> fucked up. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Today, Ivanka Trump, I know you're not a big fan of politics. Melissa, I miss you. We miss you. I, you know, I was watching old shows with Melissa, and I really do miss her commentary on the show. I do. Her poise, back straight, sitting ass. <laughs> she she really does contribute um, to this part of the conversation, whereas you don't. But we're going to try. Okay, let's try something new. People, if you are listening to us, I don't give a fuck if you, if you tuned in because you wanted to hear us talk crazy or be ratchet or be whatever. I'm not going to go there right now. Maybe later. You're listening to us because we are the pulse of what's happening in the world. And you cannot turn on the television these days or listen to radio without being mindful of the fact that parents are being separated from their kids at the border. Yes. Now, somebody told me a really interesting conspiracy theory, so I'm going to talk really slow through it. And I want you to tell me what you think. <laughs> Not say really slow I for know. you, but for everybody. Super I, know, follows. I know. Trump was running for president. He said that he was going to build a wall to keep out the Mexicans. He didn't say the Mexicans. He said to keep out, uh, what do you call it? Immigrants. Not immigrants. He didn't call them immigrants. He said, oh, to basically to keep away illegal aliens or whatever. Aliens, got you. Now, illegal aliens come from every country. Africa, Jamaica. Canada, England, anybody that comes here and stays longer than their visa permits is an illegal immigrant or whatever. Right, 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 right. Alien. But in our country, race only knows black, white, black, Mexican, white, Mexican. You know, so it's like race is whatever race is. So he used the race card to find that strong base of support to get him in office, Mm -hmm. promising to build a wall to keep Mexicans out of our country that were trying to come over illegally. Mexico said, Trump, go fuck yourself. We're not paying for no fucking wall. Fuck mm-hmm. you. He then started to fuck around with different tariffs and um, and, and um, trade policies that created instability in the world because nobody really knew where his strategy lies. He didn't even really know, I don't think. But anyway, what he did was he then said, okay, cool, the American people will pay for the wall and I'll make Mexico pay for it later. So what he's been doing is sourcing people to provide options for building this wall, billions and billions of dollars to build this wall. But in the meantime, what he's done is he started separating kids and parents at the border, forcing the, America, the Mexican government to have to pay to reunite these families. So I think it's a way, this is a conspiracy maybe, period, maybe, possibly, is that he's using this separation of families 
at the border to drive Mexico to pay their part in building this wall. That's your hypothesis. That's what I've gotten from everything that I've seen. I don't know that it's true. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's it goes against everything our country stands for to separate parents from their kids. That mean, I mean, even child, babies who are breastfeeding. A one-year-old wow. had to go to court. Did you hear about that? No. You ain't about to laugh at that. It's just the way you delivered it. A one-year-old had to go to court because they were separated from their parent. It's really inhumane. It's not what America is respected for around the world. We are a country that's built on immigrants. Look, could we even go back even, even further? White people stole this country from Indians. The Spanish did. Let's say this: Christopher Columbus stole this country from the Indians, killed the Indians to claim the country, went and bought niggas from Africa to build the country, and then told the entire world other than them that they don't belong here. Mm. I don't understand why the people haven't having some type of revolution at this point. So, nonetheless, Ivanka Trump has come out today and say that uh, she blames migrant parents for children's separation at the borders and says that the parents are putting their kids at risk because of coyotes and other reasons, um, and she's blaming the parents. What do you think? Sound like Trump bit in her ear. Trump rubbing off on her. Well, Trump's in her DNA. That's her father. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Ivanka Trump is, is Donald Trump's daughter? Oh shit, Melania! I'm thinking about the wife. Melania is got you. She's an immigrant. Damn, got you. His wife's an immigrant. Oh, that's okay. Wait, so his wife's an immigrant, and Ivanka Trump's Ivana Trump is an immigrant. But she said the difference between her mother and these other people is she came over legally. Oh my god! So what do they have to do for like these parents to be reunited with their children? What's the process? We have to put well, good question. We have to put pressure on our elected individuals, people that represent us at the city, state, and federal level to make policies that protect families like that. Because, you know, we live in a world where if it don't affect me, it ain't important. Right. But everything that affects other people does affect us. I said on the last show, you know, if we don't have immigrants in this country or find a way, a pathway to becoming a citizen or a way of being a productive member of society, they're going to be here anyway. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them are a part of the infrastructure of this country that a lot of us don't want to be a part of, you know, that, that are some of the most hardest working people. Um, you know, and you have to remember, there was a time where they said black people shouldn't drink out of the same fountain. Black mm-hmm. people shouldn't eat at the same table. Black people can't come through the front door. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, you know, women should, uh, weren't a part of the workforce. You know, mm-hmm. women's equality, black people, and uh, the people in the LGBT community, we all have been under—I mean, not misrepresented, but underrepresented when it comes to equality. So it's just like now, because this don't affect us, because these are Mexicans at the border that we're not related to, we're not tripping. Like we should be tripping, because in history, if you look at it, they start with one group and then they develop policy and a proof of concept and then roll it out to everybody. People ain't woke right now. This country's in some fucking. This, yeah, this country's in shit. Well, I never knew that Ivanka Trump wasn't that she worked in the White House. She's a house. She just resigned from her company and now is just focused on pu- public policy. Her company was the cl- was it the clothing? What was it? Yeah, she had a clothing company. Mm-hmm. And she resigned from that to get into politics. Yeah, because there's a lot of power when your father's the president of the, mm. the leader of the free world. Look, can we just say this again for those of you listening that may not pay attention to this? Donald Trump, the host of The Apprentice, mm-hmm. is the most powerful person in, in the, the world. entire world. Wow. That's, That's a scary, scary ass thought. Mm-hmm. We fucked up. We yeah. fucked up. We fucked up. Do so, you think he's going? This I don't. I don't think he's going to go another term though. He has two more years to do damage. You already got Iran and already threatened us and say we're ready to blow your ass up. South Korea. I mean North Korea. After having just you know said that they want to work with us or whatever and have peace with South Korea and did all of that, now has started uh, rebuilding nu- nukes again, and he just invited. Uh, Vladimir Putin, um, a person who's killing people to stay in office mm. to come over to the White House, which is insane. Jesus. Even Ronald Reagan that was pushing public uh, GOP policy back in the 80s, um, you know, he was still really hard on Gorb- Gorbachev about the wall and about um, practices that killed people unfairly and that were, you know, somewhat terroristic. But I don't know. We got a different nigga in the house right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different type of nigga. This different type of nigga. Yo, man, you so infused with politics. Because for 10 years before I started talking about dicks and pussies, I was the leader of a labor union. And I worked with people to shape policy. And I went to Congress and we lobbied for things that matter. We knocked on doors when it was time to elect people in office. Because I know what that. You mean, when you say knock on doors, like you was like going Jehovah Witness style? Yeah, but for politics. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, telling we, people who or why, why they should vote for certain people. In 2008, I was the field director for Obama in Nevada, which was a conservative red state that we had to flip and turn a blue state, and we turned it into a blue state. So we basically coordinated teams all throughout the state on how to go to every single door and message why these Republicans. So you were changing people's minds. Yeah, my whole life is about that. Wow. Like mine trying to change yours on how you should be informed on politics. No, I really am up here sitting like I just, like me and April had in common. I just, I can't, but I'm going to do, I'm going to start taking the initiative to download news on my phone and Yahoo News, all that stuff and getting into it more. Let me tell you how you get into it. Literally give yourself one hour a day. And, you know, different news gives you different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Fox News is going to give you straight right wing, GOP, Republican, uh, you know, money, white people, whatever. CNN is going to give you fully left, right? I watch CNN every single day. Well, Trump says CNN isn't real news. That's why you should listen to him. Because they're telling you, they're calling this nigga out on shit every day. I listen to I listen to CNN every, CNN every day. I would rather watch CNN than watch some stupid TV show that I'm not really going to be fully invested in because that entertainment shit, while you being entertained, you actually being left in the dark. So many black people died fighting for the right to vote. For us to be turning our, our mind to it and be like, Psh, I ain't worried about that. It don't affect me. It affects us. When people see gas prices go up and go, man, they, they raising the price. Who the fuck is they? Dang. They is you. Right. Because you yeah. ain't holding the elected officials accountable to fighting for um, you know, better trade policies yeah. when it comes to oil so that way we ain't getting raped at the gas pump. Shit, pretty soon, niggas about to be like, let me get 2000 on pump five. I remember when gas was 99 cents a gallon. Ooh, you old. I'm just saying. But I've seen gas get down to $1.19. During Obama, I think it was like down as low as $2 and something, but now it's up to four fifty, four sixty-five. dollars It's four sixty-five for one gallon of gas. So you're spending... That's a Chick-fil-A burger. That's a... That's a I mean, if a full tank of gas can be a week's worth of groceries in a household. Mm. So you're spending a week's worth of groceries that you could be feeding your kids on putting money in your car. And when you start to add up all the bills that are affected by public policy, because our trade agreements are off or, and, and, and take one more step back. I just forgot about something else. He's attacked all of our allies. So when we go to war, you want to go to war with multiple countries around the world coming together so that way it's not all our people dying or all our resources being depleted. We are at odds with Canada, uh, with Germany, and with uh, London, with Brit, with the UK. These are our strongest allies for history. If you look throughout all the history books, these are people that have fought alongside of us and whose, whose kids have also died with our kids to fight for freedom. We're at odds with all of them, too. The people that we're building relationships with are the three niggas who've been trying to kill, kill democracy mm-hmm. in the world. Iran. Soviet Union and North Korea. That's where all our focus is right now. That's crazy. And all of them got them. All of them got hands. All of them have nuclear weapons. That's what I mean. Our our the the Earth cannot physically um, handle a nuclear war, another nuclear war. I, I don't think our, I don't think the I don't think our our planet can handle it. After we drop those two bombs in Hiroshima, I don't think that you can. I don't think you can have a nuclear war without destroying the whole world. Well, I think everybody, including myself, should get informed and get involved and take the time out at least an hour a day to get more, you know, educated on the things and events in the world. And that's my honor. That's my word to you and you, Melissa. Well, we're going to start asking questions. Okay. Know who your elected representatives are. Even if you can't vote, you host parties. You talk to groups of people. We talk to thousands of people every time we talk on this microphone. There are thousands of people right now listening to this. Actually, 1.8 million. Well, there's a lot of people. Sit down. For one day, find out who your mayor is, get their phone number. Find out who your superintendent is, get their phone number. Find out who your city council representative is, get that phone number. Find out who your state representative is and your U.S. representative is and your senator. Get all their phone numbers. And when you ain't happy, call them and tell people to call them because that's what does change. When people start getting tons and tons and tons and tons of calls get tired of it. and people mobilizing, then they have to respond because they're elected. They We really do hold the power. But anyway, now I'm on a soapbox. Yes. People, please. Thank you. This world's fucked up. All right. So those of you that know, um, I was really personally taken aback by the whole um, junior that was killed in the Bronx. Um, a lot of people have had a lot of negativity to say around why I've supported this platform or used my platform to talk about this kid. But he just reminds me of what my kid would look like. He reminds me of me as a young kid. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody brutally, savagely killed like that. On camera. On camera. Me too. It's an image that just plays over and over. It's branded in my mind. So the bodega where he was killed has uh, reportedly been sold. 
I feel like that shit shouldn't. It should just. It should be. I don't. I think it shouldn't even be open. I think it should have just been done. Why? You gotta understand, man. That's gonna be just a memory for anybody that was involved or knew this kid or was close to this kid. To you know, for God's sakes, let's just say his mother is in that that neighborhood and she has to go in the store and get something, and it just so happened to be that store, and she go like it shouldn't just it shouldn't be open at all, man. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's under new management, new owners, but it's still going to be a, a, a memory that will be forever there unless they redo the store, repaint it, redeck, I don't know, something. But it's just going to be hard. It's yeah. hard for me, and I'm not even out there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, I said to myself when I'm honest, I'm not going to stop talking about this until they shut the store down. I don't think selling it to get those owners out of there to put new owners in, uh, definitely, I don't think it changes anything. But I will say to play devil's advocate that's also a really struggling community and this may be the one bodega that provides food and resources to that community so i could also understand that you know for people that live in the area older people that may not be able to be mobile and move around or go other places this is where they rely on to get food and so i just don't think i could you know my brother was murdered at a bowling alley they 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 got rid of the bowling alley and built it into a youth center Mm. i'm okay with that yeah but I couldn't go in there and be bowling knowing, like, the niggas exactly. just die right here, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I, I heard that they're, uh, you know, X, his mother bought this grand mausoleum. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going to be doing with Junior as well um, because uh, he needs to be laid to rest beautifully and peacefully. But I can't even talk about this shit still, man. My daughter's the same age as this boy. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. And and still, like, pictures are floating around of him laying in his casket. That, okay, can I just tell you how sick I was when I saw that? I mean, I don't understand. It was same same, same when Whitney Houston died and somebody took a picture of her and put that out. on. It was on the cover of one of the Star Magazine or something. I just don't know. I understand we live in a world now where people want to show everything, but, mm-hmm. like, there's no peace or anything. Yeah. You, you can't know. find one of X, though, at all. But one thing I will tell you is that woman, his mother, uh, Junior's mother is a strong woman because she really is. She's using her platform to talk out about the issue and to just keep her son's image alive. And You haven't reached out yeah. to her? I was just in New York and I wanted to, but then I was just like, I need to do a little bit more homework to reach out to people to reach out to her. I want to. I don't want to go to the community and find her. I'd rather just call, get to get in touch with Lala and get the number or something, you know? I, I, feel, like, I feel like a screenplay is going to come from this. Mm-hmm. He will have, there will be a movie about this. Something. Yeah. Well, shout out to the family and the community, and hopefully people are still healing from that. And uh, so moving right along. So, Boonk, did you ever been following what's going on with Boonk? Hold that gang shit, you know what I'm saying? Gang, gang shit. <laughs> that brother need prayers, help. Did you see him when he almost passed out? On When he passed out on April? Uh... I'm thoroughly <laughs> sick of him. I'm sick of him. I can't get out of my mind what he did shit. here at the show. Yo, <laughs> you know, somebody sent me that the other day. I can't even process the fact that he pulled a gun out in this room, pointed the gun at me. It's not funny. It really is. It's not funny. No, we can't talk about Lisandro getting. The, I know. No, but we're we not don't. talking about him no more. We're but talking that's about what we're, 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 that's okay, what we're okay, talking about, though. I we're digress. talking about gun violence. So the fact that he got shot, he got shot, correct? Yes. Boom. Yes. And what did you think about that? <sighs> he still went to Instagram and was. Like you said, everybody feels the need to put everything out there. He was, got shot, was laughing about it. I don't know what he did. I feel like he probably, I don't know. That brother's crazy. I said, what do you feel about it? What I feel about it? It's unfortunate. Nobody should get shot. I don't want nobody to get shot. But there's always a cause and reaction for something. So he did something that caused for somebody to react to shoot him. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad, but I don't wish death or nothing yeah. on nobody. But you know what? X didn't deserve to die. And it's niggas out here that I'm not going to say deserve to die, but they don't deserve to be in place of people that are dead. I feel like, like you know, I've had people in my life die where I'm like, why this nigga die when that nigga over there mm. could have been dead? I'm not saying that's the case of Boone. What I will say is that I don't, I'm not going to just say drugs or this and that. If you don't have no value over your life, why should I be sitting here giving a fuck? I don't have compassion for Boone. Wow. In fact, when I saw that shit going, him getting shot and him crying online and people were saying, oh, this cry for help, that to me is the same stunt queen as the motherfucking young project nigga who, project young or whatever, who faked his death. All these niggas are stunt queen, clout chasing ass niggas. Mm. I just don't understand it. You know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he does need some type of help. He needs some type of 
intervention. He needs some treatment. Didn't he just do an interview with Adam uh, at No Jumper where he got up and fell Pat, against yeah. the wall? Fainted, passed out. Damn and man. all his friends, they, those people around him ain't doing nothing. So what are we supposed to do? He's on hard shit. I think he's like on lean and Percocet and he's on some hard shit. Bunk is the same person that was fucking a woman on Instagram and getting head and lost a 5.4 million follower account fucking around online. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting back watching this person self-destruct, and when it's over, I'm going to flip the page. Next story. Wow. Because what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. I don't have the compassion. You know, one of the biggest decisions I struggled with when he pulled that gun out was calling the police on him. Mm, why was that? You know what? Because I feel like I have an obligation to keep people safe at the show. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have an obligation to maintain the integrity of this show. And I, I tried something different because I wanted the clout, chasing the, getting the people who follow the people. Yeah. Not staying true to the brand. And I fucked up. And I, that's why I love our followers because as hard as they are on us, as much as they love us, they're hard on us, they hold us accountable. That was a bad decision that I made to bring him here. But the fact mm-hmm. that I didn't do anything and I just let it go, because, you know, I ain't worried about the no snitch culture. Like I said, right. when you do something to me, I'm not no snitch. That's me being a citizen. But... You know, I really felt like maybe I should have done something. Mm. Maybe that was the intervention because he'd be in prison right now. Because uh, he was on probation at that time when he did that. Yeah, maybe he'd be in prison right now. Wow. Your Honor, I'd like to testify. This crack baby pulled a gun on me. <laughs> but I, I'm sorry. I don't have the compassion for boom that everybody else does. So nobody knows why he got shot or where. or Did he get shot like in his thigh, his text? Like he was bleeding. Somebody, somebody oh, it's fucked up. Somebody said he got his period. Because he was bleeding from the middle of his groin area. So I don't know where he got shot, but he got shot. Moving right along. All right. So LAPD recently released a footage of officers shooting female hostage uh, victims. So shooting the the hostage and the female victim. What do you think? That shit was fucked up. I mean, I think that was poor police training. I feel like uh, if you ain't got no no, no on-site bullseye aimed, then why are you shooting? Mm-hmm. You should have held that off a little bit longer. Call some backup, call the captain or something. That lady lost her, her life because of a cop that didn't have no aim. Mm. You know, this is the second shooting now in the last week or two weeks that police have shot the victim. Because oh. there was a store at Trader Joe's where they were chasing a guy and shot at him, and the manager of the store was on her way out and got shot and died in the store. Oh. I didn't I hear know. about that one. You know, on the other side is that police have a really hard job to do. So, you know, you got a lot going on. A person has a knife at somebody's throat, and you're trying to keep the community safe. And I don't know. I feel like it was poor police training, but unfortunately, they both passed. And, uh, yeah. So what do you think about police? Do you think police, because back when I grew up, there was a lot of pride in seeing the police because. I used to want to be a cop. I did, too. Then I realized there was a lot of running involved. I was like, mm, <laughs> not doing that. I used to want to be a police officer. And then I think when I first started coming into um, interaction with the law um, back in 2013, it wasn't as, you know, the, none of the stuff that happened that we that we went through as far as losing people by the police had really happened. And then it started slowly fizzling away to the point where I started fearing them, fearing them. I could be walking down the street and next thing you know, I take off my hoodie or I take off my hat. I stand up right. I could be in the passenger side of somebody's car on my phone and I still drop my phone. Mm. That's like, I'm terrified of. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely one of those things where social media has also changed our perception of police because we see the bad all day. Like there's a lot of good police out there that we don't see, I'm sure. But I know right now I got pulled over a few months ago and I read that nigga for filth before he could say anything. I read him for what the fuck are you pulling me over before I started filming him. I mean, I was Black Lives Matter before he could say anything. And he was basically, he was spending time trying to calm me down. He was like, why are you so mad? Was he black or white? White. Hey, man, well. But I'm going to tell you, it ain't just white police. It's It's the black ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the black ones would be the ones whispering, boy. Oh, man, what? Where you going, boy? They sharks. You see, you be over Hollywood and you see them driving slow, just, Mm -hmm. I hate that shit. You know, now they asking, you on probation? That's the first thing they ask now. You on probation? They ask me that every time. You on probation? Yes, I am. Cause they oh, can. And then you should just be like, you suck dick. <laughs> I mean, it's like asking a dumb question. What the fuck you asked me that for? What you asked me if I'm on probation for? Do I look like I'm on probation? Do I look like I suck dick? <laughs> I guess it's yes for both of us. <laughs> All right, so two baseball players are in the news. Ozzy uh, Albies and Ronald Asuna um, are in the news because one of the players, uh, Ronald, 
received word during a game that his mother died and the other player was consoling him. And so Ronald was on his knees, seemingly in between the other guy's legs, and the guy was kind of rubbing his head, um, giving him affection. And the commentators at the time were watching it, were making really off-the-cuff, inappropriate comments that seemed to sway towards being a little homophobic or whatever. Fans took to social media, ripped their asses apart because once we found out that he had found that he had found out that his mother had just passed, what we were witnessing were two men, uh, one man showing affection to a friend who had just lost his mother. What do you think about that? Um, first off, did the commentators know at the time that his mother had passed? No. Okay, so that's not their fault. But on the other hand, after um, I found out at first why he was doing that, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Of course not. At all. I remember um, I was with my boy. His name was King. And I was with him. He was at a party having a good time. And he got a call. And he was like, hold on, I'll be right back. And when he came back out the room, it was just this whole different, like, energy. And he was just started breaking down and crying and in my chest, in my arms. And I was holding him. Just he was crying with all his heart into my shirt was soaking wet. Found out right then that night at that party his mom had died. So there was nothing wrong with that at all. But I did see a lot of people that even knew that he had found out his mother passed away and was still saying inappropriate shit in the comments. You know, people, um, my issue with this entire thing has nothing to do with um, whether or not it was inappropriate. It's the reaction people have been having to it, right? Mm -hmm. One, if you see two baseball players showing each other that type of affection during a game or in public that you know is abnormal, that you've never seen... Why would you just jump to assume that that's what it is? Why wouldn't you just take the approach of saying, what's going on down there? Why is what's happening, you know, and try to find out. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that the people online, I've, I realize is that, you know, people say, oh, I can't believe Jason kissed Bobby Lights on Wild and Out. That was crazy. That was shocking. That was it. No, it created a conversation. It created a conversation of equality because if two women did it, nobody would care. If two white boys did it, nobody would care. But if two, two black, black men, men do it, it becomes okay. a big national thing. Mm -hmm. and And so... I, I'm using my platforms to push conversations that I think are important to have, whether you like it or don't like it, it doesn't matter. That whole situation of watching those two baseball players was just like, one, I really I really applauded the other guy for having sound mind to immediately give him comfort when he needed it. And I also feel like even though the commentators didn't know what was happening, they should have issued some type of apology or something to make everybody feel like they acknowledged the perception of them doing something wrong, even right. if they didn't do it, you know, like we're sorry if we offended anybody, we weren't aware of what was happening. We thought, you know, like offer something they have offered nothing. So mm. I don't know. Well, we need more black love like that from our man, man. Yes, we do. All right, everybody, we're going to tell you about him. No, we're not elongating the S because <laughs> of any don't. other reason for the LGBT community. <laughs> we're going to tell you about hymns, the products that yes. we are using to stay fresh and fly. Yes. You know, 66% of men lose their hair by 35, right? I'm in that category. Okay. Well, guess what? Damn it. We got something for that. And it's hams right now. The thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's not too late for you. You're still good. Listen, it's easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, listen, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. Hams connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss without having to break the bank. I saw somebody in New York last night that needed hims and hers. He they're talking about having more forehead than you can have than you can tolerate. He was all forehead. But anyway, hims is a good product. <laughs> and I was telling him that I've been using hims because, you know, as you get older your hair thins or whatever. I used to have really, really big curly locks or braids, all that, but now I don't. So I still use Hems, and Hems also has beauty products for your face and your skin, mm -hmm. right? Aren't you using that? Yes, I am. That's why I'm glowing. You see this? Yeah. This yeah. honey brown toasted skin. Oh, yeah. You're real honey and brown. Well, listen, for Hems, there's no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visit. You can save hours by going to 4 Just answer a few quick, simple questions, upload some photos, and a doctor will prescribe you the prescription meds that you need. So, people, we're going to help you out. We're going to help you get some hymns, okay? This is how you're going to do it. You're going to go and get a full trial month of hymns just for $5 today, right now. While supplies last, you have to see the website for all the full details. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to a primary doctor or a pharmacy, but you don't got to pay all that because we're telling you how to get it for the low, low. Mm -hmm. Go to 4 slash unlocked. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com. Slash unlocked and, uh, and like I said, get some shit for the low low. 
All right, so Nicki Minaj, she has an album coming out, apparently, allegedly, and I don't know where, but it ain't here. It's been pushed back for a second or third time. She might just want to make sure all the kinks out. Well, they're saying is because one of the samples didn't clear, so that's why she's now going to push it back again another week. Do you? I mean, I mean, do you think? I mean, right now she's just at a place where she has to do everything right. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's fucking up? Do you think Nicki's gonna deliver a home run? Man, Nicki Minaj, it's Nicki Minaj. I'm a big supporter of Nicki Minaj. I think she has a great, amazing body of work. I think she has the right camp. She has um, the the bank account. She has the charts to prove it. I just think she's taking everything and precautiously. And you know, it it depends what type of sample it was. That might be the reason why. It might be one of those samples where I have to have this on the album, so I have to push it back yet again. And I have nothing to think it has to do with. Cardi or none of that. She just wants to put out her best body of work because right now I will. Okay, I'll take that back because right now Cardi B album is amazing. So she has to feel like she has to top that and that's okay. If Nicki Minaj comes out and the album is trash, <laughs> what happens now? Oh, that's such a good question. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I love Nicki. I hope she comes out with a great album. Um, I hope that that sample clears and I hope that she creates healthy competition between other female rappers because if she don't there's a problem so here's the thing when people try i gotta kill this album that's when you fail i think good music comes from good energy great writers um being out um and being out going out getting ideas everything organically coming to you when you try to force a hit, it never works. But you know they say that if you make your bed, you better lay in it. She's the one talking about I'm the queen. Nobody else can fuck with me. You can't fuck with me. Now you got somebody challenging you and you, your album's delayed. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know. God bless you, Nikki. I hope the queen project hits because it comes out a day after my birthday and, baby, I'm going to be there listening. In a way, Nikki is the queen, though. No. Yeah. Queen, I... queen Latifah is the queen. <laughs> well, I'm talking about of this generation. No. These millennials. Not necessarily. Who made her the queen? Kim, she took no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Let me tell you something. The queen is not somebody who can walk up and say, "I am the queen." You already know. You have to earn that. Got you. And when you earn that, nobody can take it from you. Well, when Nikki was out, was just her. That doesn't make you the queen. That makes you the only person. What do you think about uh, Rhapsody? Not rap. Well, what's Ra? What's her name? Papoose's girl. Remy? Remy. That's it. Rhapsody. I think Remy's great. I don't think she's the queen of hip-hop. I don't think there is a queen of hip-hop. People say Cardi's the new queen. No. I think that there's now starting to be competition in the female world of hip-hop. Right. And you. it's going to be interesting to see. But who's the king of hip-hop? The king of hip-hop? Yeah. Rapper-wise? I mean, is there a king of hip-hop? I mean, you know Jay-Z's up there. I mean, J. Cole. He's a prince. Kendrick. He's a little higher than a prince. I mean, but why is Jay-Z the king? Because he's the oldest? Because <laughs> he's Beyonce's husband? Because uh, that's, that's Blue, Di- Blue Ivy's dad, that, baby da- I uh, daddy? I think that's a great point. I mean, Carter goes back over two decades. You got to look at his body of work. Mm. Well, people, will be tuned in August 17th with Queen Drops. And up. Nicki Minaj, <laughs> baby, I'm telling you, you better, you better come with, with fire. <laughs> Now, I'm okay. Waiting. Before that, if once you hit the album and if it is fire or if it is trash, are you going to be complete trash per se? Can, can shit I is say amazing, something? I, trash. I don't hate Nicki Minaj. People mm. think I hate her. I love Nicki Minaj. Me too. I love the fact that she's on her heels right now, and I love Cardi B as a person and as an artist. And look, I want to interview Nicki Minaj. Nicki, if you're listening, or all of you Nicki Barbie bitches, if you fucking <laughs> are on here listening. Tag her. We want to interview her. Yeah. And if she doesn't want to, cool, it's all right. One day she's going to have to come talk to us somewhere, and you know, it's what it is. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you feel like Cardi dropping out the Bruno tour was a good or bad move? I think it was great for her because it was her decision to stay and take care of her baby. Mm. I mean, but Cardi will be here tomorrow in L.A., and I'm hoping to catch up with her and ask her a lot of questions and see what she's doing, you know, see what she wants to do. She has a, a, a collection coming out with Fashion Nova soon oh, wow. that's amazing mm-hmm. that they designed together. So it's going to be a really, really big deal. And um, I'm I'm just, I love Cardi, but I also love Nicki. And I wish Nicki the best. I want her project to be amazing. Beautiful. Let me just give a shout out to Demi Lovato, who's still struggling with this um, overdose that happened. Apparently she's on her way to rehab. So we want to send our thoughts and prayers to her and her whole team. Yes, Demi. All right. So I was watching the news in Miami the other day and I saw, I mean, in New York, that I saw that a judge ordered a convict to tape his mouth (laughs) shut. That shit. That really (laughs) upset me. Why? 
it's just like, all right, you already got this man, not just a black man, but this black man in custody. He's he can't do anything. His freedom is taken. So let me belittle him more and make. But him he shut also up. couldn't shut the fuck up. He kept talking. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to sentence him, or the judge is trying to sentence him, and he keeps talking. So they're like, quit talking, and he keeps talking. All I saw was when that that deputy put that first piece of tape over his mouth and did that that shut up boy jerk. No, he was he was disrupting the courtroom. He wouldn't stop talking. So oh. they so the judge ordered the bailiff to tape his mouth shut. You're not gonna laugh at that. Well, I still think it's a violation of his constitutional rights. That's what I'm okay. That's what I'm getting. To. You know, but I mean, I think it is. The, I mean, it was inhumane to do that. Mm-hmm. I think to tape it. I mean, if if a person doesn't want to be sentenced and they keep disrupting, you'll put them in isolation until they shut the fuck up. I mean, when I okay, you know, I used to be a probation officer, right? I know. I still can't believe that that you had a gun. If you were in a room with, say, and when I worked in the institutional part, if you were in a room with, say, two other kids or whatever, and you guys were being disruptive and not following orders, you know what I would do? I would lock every other kid in their room. I'd call a couple more people over. We would go in and extract you from the room, which means we either go in and pepper spray you or just go in and everybody gets on the ground, we handcuff you. Then I put you in a single room by yourself and leave you there for a week. When you sit in a room for 23 hours by yourself, Nigga, you get it together. Yeah, that shit, that shit is not fun. So why why tape his mouth shut? Put him in a holding cell. Leave him, hold him in contempt. Put him in just lock, another lock. form. The way that says I'm the judge and I got more power than you. I mean, you might as well put a noose around his neck then. Hey man, that part. Yeah. So I wonder for those of you listening, what do you think? Leave comments on the YouTube. I'd like to read your comments on that. All right. So there was a mother who was defending her daughter who was in the fight with some girls. So apparently, she looked like she was getting jumped or something. Moms pulled out a Glock. Come on, mom. Come on, mom. What'd you think? Hey, man. <laughs> as long as she got a gun for a bit. If there were girls beating up your daughter, would you pull a gun on? Damn, see, that's a hard one. Because it's a, I have a daughter, and like four or five girls jumping her, and then a man comes in. What would I do? I'd start yanking them hoes off of her. Mm-hmm. I couldn't pull out no gun, but I'd start yanking their ass. I think parents do whatever they can to protect their kids. Exactly. Yeah. I mean... Wow, she pulled a gun on these little girls. I mean, I, let me put myself in her shoes. I had a daughter. My daughter's going to be a bad bitch. She gonna, <laughs> skin's going to be creamy. You don't, cr- you don't know what hair, hair, gonna give hair's going to be just flowy. And this bitch, this little bitch is on top of her. I might have to pull the strap, too. Get the strap. Damn. You know what? If I had a, if I had a gun, I would. I'd probably just shoot in the air. I will never forget back in the day when I was a little kid, maybe seven years old, our manager, her name was Jean. She's dead now, but um, Jean... Two black girls were outside fighting, and Jean came out and separated them and slapped one of the little black girls. I will never forget the black girl's mama running down the street, taking her stockings off while she was running. Came up on Jean and beat her all in the sticker bush. Beat the shit out. I had to take her to the hospital. Uh, the, the little sticky bug. Those, those little green Yo, ones with the stickers. I haven't, been, I haven't seen one of those. I haven't like seen one of those since I was twenty years. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Beat her ass all in the sticker bush, and so I went and got Jean's husband. I was like, "Your wife just got her ass." <laughs> You know, I think he's dead now, too. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, parents are going to protect their children. Yeah, somebody put their hands on my little girl. It's a wrap. All right, speaking of mothers, the mother of the year, Tokyo Tony, she is uh, <laughs> fighting with Black China. Apparently, Black China is devastated because in one of her rants, Tokyo Tony says that Black China is a statutory rap, rape baby. <laughs> I'm just reading what's on the paper. It's, it's on the paper. So, Wait, what? So Tokyo Tony's been going off on a rant recently, a lot of rants about black China. And she said, basically, she said, you're a statutory rape baby. Oh, my. Tokyo Tony, you need to sit your ass down. So do you think that black China has a reason to be upset? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. If that was my man, she needs to start disowning her. You know why I applaud Kris Jenner? Why well, I love her so much. Chris Jenner did one episode, one season of Robin China and said, we do not want that to be a part of our family. <laughs> and oh, cut my them God. all the way off. Tokyo Tony, she had her when she was like, what, a teenager? Like a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. And she used to be a stripper, right? I don't know her story. How could you say that about your child? So those of you listening, please go find Tokyo Tony's Instagram. DM her and tell her Hollywood Unlock would love to talk to her. She I got, would love to invite her and Black China or both She got to be smoking some glass. Yo, seeing them two on um, Ron, was it Zonda, Rondola, Zondola, fix my life. They weren't on Ayama. No, I said 
to oh, see to, that, that'd oh, be good. That, that would be just popcorn heaven. <laughs> I would have me a Jiffy Pop or two. That would be that would be hilarious. First of all, Ayala would need us to come fix her life. But, oh my god! Uh, but I would love to have uh, either uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Tony or Black China or both come on the show. I would love to have Tokyo Tony on here. Mm. She was just on Instagram Live or something twerking. She got a fat ass too. Amber Rose came out and basically said the blog should stop posting her because that's somebody's mother in distress. What do you think? <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep on posting because Hollywood. I, I'm gonna keep on watching. That's somebody's mother in distress. Yes, it's Black China's mom. The apple don't fall too far from the tree. Can you I just say that? once you are a public figure, you have to accept that people are going mm-hmm. to talk and talk shit, mm-hmm. no matter how good a you person you are. I All thought, right. you know. Well, listen, no matter how good this conversation is, Gio has been great seeing you. Melissa, we miss you. Everybody listening, we love you so much. Thank you for being our loyal audience. Continue to help us grow in every which way possible. We will never forget those of you who were here first. And one more thing I want to just say out there at the end. I bought a $1,000. Adam, were you at the house? I bought a $1,000 Balmain Beyonce collaboration sweater that I was going to give away to our fans and fucking Balmain, Balmain, didn't send the sweater. So they just told me that it's out of stock now and I can't even get it. So to you, all of you out there, I was going to create this whole beautiful campaign and and give away this $1,000 sweater that I now don't have. So you get your money back? I got to go to my bank and see if I got it back. But what I'm going to do is probably give away $1,000. I have to figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm we should do something. do something for our viewers, man. We should do some type of... Compet- not competition, but contest or something. I would love to have. I would love to have like a really, really, really insane Hollywood unlocked viewer to come into a live taping to a, a taping. I also thought yesterday. Now that we're going to four shows a week, we should on two of those days go live with our viewers. Like we should figure out a live segment. But anyway, if you guys have ideas, please email us. The email's right here. Info at the Hollywoodunlocked.com. Adam right there is going to put it right here um info at the hollywoodunlock.com comment on youtube tell us ways of improving please don't tell me to stop talking over people because that's never going to stop please stop talking tell me to stop talking shit about geo or or throwing gay jokes it's never going to stop please stop telling geo that he looks like a murderer and he needs to clean up his face and lose weight because i tell him he don't listen to me so listen stop. i will say this i am a very handsome man. I'm sorry that I'm not up in here with ball mane and Gucci shirts on. I have a 15 year daughter to provide for. So just know that. So all right? we're going to get Giovanni a meeting with Fashion Nova men. Yes. And we're going to get you all the clothes you can handle. Yes. But I have clothes, guys. I'm just, I'm not trying to impress none of you motherfuckers out there. Can we dye your hair one color? <laughs> it's growing. Because right now it looks like dirty rainbow sherbet. <laughs> 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 First of all, I'm done filming that movie, so I'm just letting it no, grow you, out. Stop blaming movies. For I have shit. to dye my hair red for the Netflix movie. Okay, but is it do- is it done? Yes. We're Change done. it back. Thank y'all for watching Hollywood Unlocked. Seriously, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>